What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. Precisely. No. No. I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of a new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a, it's a podcast. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. It's all about helping each other out. Whenever you're ready, Chris. It's ready now. I just let it go while you guys are ranting, so it's a more natural. Uh, all right, so, so we're all ready, so uh, I guess I'll start off. Welcome to the live Game Source podcast right here at Retro City Games. Now everyone's ears are bleeding. That's the idea. And I'm sitting on a hand. Yes. My name is Gerald, better known as Yes Elvis Lives. And I'm here tonight with a great, great, great bunch of people, bunch of friends out here. Got Mario Party Wars. We got the great, great stars from. Nintendo Quest are also here as well. Rob and Jay, let's give them a big hand! Yeah. Yeah. Jay Bonner right here! Too kind, too kind, thank you, thank you. And along with me today for doing the damage tonight is... Hey, this is Aaron, OSU Water Polo. <laughs> Jeremiah, Super Pouring. Um, we're here. Steph DeFoo, Stephanie. And the man, he's going to show up in a little while. His name is Killer X Wolf. He was our man at E3. This is Chris. I do want to mention, if you have any questions for Rob or Jay, you can send us a tweet at GameSource. Also as well, check us out, GameSource at Facebook. Like us there. We are one of the leading, leading sharers of news and information for the video game world. We've shared over 40,000 articles, plus we've provided our own unique look at the world of gaming. All right, so let's start off. This has been a big, big weekend for you, my friend. Uh, yeah, last night, yeah. last night was the first screening, the world premiere. We we did, yeah. Our first screening of Nintendo Quest was uh, in Beverly Hills. Like, who would have thought Beverly Hills, Beverly California? Hills. Absolutely. From a you know a Canadian guy, that that's a huge deal. And even even to Rob, that was a pretty big deal. I mean, we pulled up on Rodeo Drive. I was like, what is happening here? Like, this is really cool. And. Uh, it went really well. We were both pretty nervous, although he'll never admit that, but uh, he was nervous too. And uh, the response was just crazy. People were cheering at different parts of the film and like a standing ovation at the end and stuff like that. And it was just like, wow. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Quite humbling. And if you want out there, 
really want to get a hold of, of a screening. You want to host a, you know, have them come over to to invade your city as far as first screening. I'll do it. Or, or <laughs> you want to check out where the Nintendo Quest Power Tour is going to be for 2015. Check it out at NintendoQuest.com. Once again, NintendoQuest.com. Got a great crowd here tonight playing NES old school gaming. Anybody wants to come in and ask Jay and Rob or any of us questions on the video game scene, we are here tonight for you. So, that being said, guys, before we go on to some topics I just threw out there, which I know is always an issue with you. He is the worst topic choices in the world. Yes, why thank you. They're, Except they, for Microsoft. Their topic choices are even worse. <laughs> did, they're both a bit dated. Fair enough, fair enough. But did you guys have any questions for Jay since we got him right here on the spot? I do. So okay. Have a seat in the hand. Have I a seat, seat in the, in the hand. hand. We will have a seat, seat in the hand. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's so. cool. Well, that was because he's so tall and the rest of us he is tall, aren't. Yeah. So, so he had I to know, get a short chair. I know you were not allowed to buy anything on Amazon, eBay, anything like that. Right. Are you happy to be able to have that back? Or do you think that going out and buying stuff in person has, has changed your view on how you acquire stuff? So I've been collecting for 26, 7 years, and um, no, it's it's always been going out to get it. I, I, I do runs every week. I don't really like eBay. Um, I, I have used it, of course, everybody has, but I prefer to go pick up stuff in person because going out with your friends is half the fun of it, right? So that's, and then you get a story behind each game and such, so I'd much rather get up off the sofa and do it that way. Yeah, well, I know, we, we like going out to actual stores and ordering things just because not only do you find can you find what you're looking for, but you can always find something you weren't looking for, right? That's find, the bullet. And this store is you know, awesome, by the way. I, this is my yeah. first time here. And walking in, I found two games already that I'm going to pick up. So that was sweet. Ho- hopefully, one they're too. still open. <laughs> We're done this, but we we found one too. There's a there's a Saturn game there with Corey Haim. Oh, yeah. You guys know who Corey Haim is? Yeah, yes. you do. Okay, I'm getting that for sure. Man. <laughs> yeah, I need to expand my Saturn collection a bit. It's a little lacking. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot, but I, I like that system. Do you guys remember? Here's one for you, if you don't mind. Do you remember when that came out? That was the first system in history that just came out. Sega never said anything. Do you guys remember that? In Canada, at least, it was May 25th, 1995. Well, Sega's always been really bad about marketing in general, and that's part of the reason why they're not around anymore. Yeah, they uh, were trying to get... I think with the Dreamcast, they really... If they if they could have gotten behind that, that's still one of my favorite systems of all time. So. Yeah, I think they tried to get the jump on the PlayStation, but uh, lack of software... Story of most failed systems. Yeah, I feel bad, man. I miss. I really do miss Sega. I, big Sega fan, and yeah, it was my shame. first. And, and now even their first party stuff, in my opinion, is kind of lacking. I think. I think it was nice having more options than you know. Now it's there's Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft left. You know, it was nice having more options and getting a bigger variety of stuff well, coming out. When those two companies came in, they were the first two that weren't actual game, game companies, companies, right? Yeah. So they kind of crushed Sega. Yeah. Money-wise, if, if Sony was doing bad, they would pull it from yeah. Sony Pictures, they would pull it from Sony Music. And at the time, I was really angry about that, because I don't think that's fair. No. I mean, it's business, so that terminology doesn't exist, but I was really bummed when they announced they weren't doing systems anymore. Yeah, well, and then the, the other thing, too, is 
you know, everybody kept telling Sega, oh, stop making, stop making the systems, just make games, just make games, you know, that's all we want, and then what happened to Sega? They don't make very good games yeah, anymore. anymore. Yeah. yeah, what about poor Sonic? Yeah. You guys had a rough run. And look at everyone, everyone here yeah. just put their head down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Rest it's like a funeral. <laughs> it is, yeah. Too soon, God too soon. Sonic, Sonic. Sonic was a great character. A wonderful, much beloved character, but Sega just ran it to the ground. Yeah. Give him a sword, give him a scarf. It doesn't matter. It's still bad, unfortunately. Turn him into a werewolf. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Werehedgehog. Hey, Sonic Chronicles got me through a couple of college courses that are boring. Fair enough. About, that's the last Sonic game I enjoyed. I did Sonic have, Generations. I, actually, you know what? I like the um, the two arcade racing games. Those Sonic are really cool. Racing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is actually pretty good. Yeah, I really dug that. And I like the uh, the Xbox one had banjo in it and stuff. It was pretty cool. <laughs> And they they didn't completely kill him off because he's in the new Smash Brothers, uh, and he is like kind of a thing still. But that, he's not that game there yeah. is like Nintendo trying to save all the mascots. You yeah. know, they, oh, oh, Mega Man, get him in here, and we'll save Sonic, and we'll save Pac-Man. Yeah, don't get me started on Mega Man. And even though Metal Gear too. hasn't come out, <laughs> <laughs> but they, but then they add Street Fighter's Ryu. I mean, what what's the deal with that? They kind of just said, let's take what we can, let's make it a good game, but yeah. let's also innovate it by mixing more than what we should. Or more than what normally would be. Acceptable. I always the of the opinion that the more fighters are the better. Bring them on. That is Give true, me a hundred. Yeah. I don't care. I yeah. think it's cool. Yeah. More variety. It's yeah, much yeah. better. Yeah, and then more music, more stages. Exactly. That's, that's more everything. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how it's been going for you. It's just started off. You had a long drive to Beverly Hills. Now you're over here to Las Vegas. Tell us what are you hoping for as far as because you know, the Power Tour, the Power Tour 2015 is just starting for you. What are your expectations? Well, we want to make a successful film, and so far we've had two wonderful reviews. Just wonderful reviews. And um, the reaction to the film last night was really great. So, um, Rob and I have a lot of things in the works, and it kind of all hinges on this, and this is a really positive first step in that direction. So, I can't say a whole lot, but there's a lot more to go. And man, Vegas, what can I say? I mean, do you guys know where you are? Like, Vegas. I went to the strip, right, for the first time, right? Nice. And I'm just like a kid, I'm walking around, and people are giving me beers, and there's <laughs> girls everywhere, yeah, there's and there's drinks as tall as you are. Did you get the margarita with a necklace on it? No. Like the margarita you on your neck. <laughs> like, so you don't hold yeah. it. Rob's dragging me, and all of a sudden I'm in Paris, and I'm in New York, and then I can't see anymore, and you know. Dude. It's awesome. But you know, the big secret, of course, is we all live here, so we don't go to the strip. <laughs> yeah, that's we what go, he says, too. When, when everybody comes to visit, they're like, oh, oh, you're probably bored of going to the strip. I'm like, man, I haven't been to the strip in like two years, guys. <laughs> Fair like, enough. I think and we, got, we got married on the strip, and I think oh, we've yeah. been to the strip like twice. We actually we had a Legend of Zelda wedding. That is Pretty amazing. Awesome, so. That's awesome. But yeah, like, we went to the strip for that, and what, like... Somebody came to visit, I think, and we went again. No, nobody cool. really goes if they live here. This, this year, and it's interesting to see each different city that uh, everyone who's into retro games just has such a passion for it and they just love it and I love it. we got the Sega Hunter here by the way do you guys know this guy is here yeah, yeah, let's get out of the way you can go yeah, ahead and this dude made awesome Star Wars video so, I'm a huge Star Wars fan so it's awesome dude I had fun making it yeah I know Yeah, he's a big Revan guy CT likes Revan That's love cool. Revan yeah 
Um, anyway, uh, the different people. I love talking to the different people. <laughs> Hearing their take on the film, it's wonderful. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, tell us your name uh, and, uh, for everybody that's watching. And uh, did you have a question for Jay or did you have a question for um, one of us? Or? I'm just hanging out, having a, having a good time. Um, I do a little show, The Sega Hunter, on YouTube. Oh, there you go. Let's so, hit the plug. Yeah. Where, where can we find you at on YouTube? What is your You can just phone? type in The Sega Hunter. Sega Hunter. You can also find me on Facebook, too. So, yeah. Awesome. It's cool, man. His reviews are awesome. They're, they're really funny. I got we like funny. Yeah. <laughs> so you had a really good time on the trip for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wanna see the scene? Are you guys rolling it? Oh yeah. yeah. This is this is all live. It's, this this is, is all live, live and Rob just drops in. <laughs> we we heard you did not get Jay a margarita on a necklace when he was at the strip. No, I'm waiting for him to get the, the 65 yeah, ounce guitar. Since he's a video game rockstar. Oh, okay. We're going to fill that up with lemon drop. <laughs> yeah, man, the strip was crazy, like I said. We went to uh, Paris. I don't you even know the casinos we went to. to. get the margarita that's on a necklace. What is wrong with that? They're, they're, they're really mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> drink in the booth. I want to get the guitar for them. The oh, guitar yeah. with a straw on it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that seems a bit campy, but I'll do it. It's a seat. It's a chair. It seems a little fast for me. I don't know. I'm my bum. I don't know about that. It doesn't buy you dinner. That's that's. Yeah, it jumps the gun. It does. That voice you hear is director. Rob McCallum. We're here once again. This is yourgamesource.com, GameSource on Twitch, and we're here at Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada. If you are in the area, come on down. They're playing NES games all night long. You can meet the guys from the great documentary, Nintendo Quest. They're here tonight to see you. Or, and to ask you if you have a questions, if you're not in the area, send us a tweet at GameSource or right off our chat at Twitch. So, um, got some topics, you know, to, to talk about in the video game work, because Outside Nintendo Quest, there was a couple other stories out there. Aaron, did you want to... Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> this is They're the story that stories, They're so. not as good, but they're still irrelevant. Uh, Aaron, did you want to start off with... Well, uh, I mean, we all know Arkham Knight just dropped. And it's a good game, but then the PC version of it has been so bad that uh, WB had to pull it off of Steam and some other sites. Uh, how do you guys feel about that and the, the future of... Of games being pre-ordered because of this. Um, I'm gonna start. So yeah, I uh, I was so. <laughs> You're the movie star. You gotta go first. <laughs> oh no! I was so upset last year with uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, despite my shirt. Um, and the fact that I feel that nowadays a lot of us are the beta testers because they can patch it in later, which I think is total BS. Because back in the good old days the cart was ready to go and it was ready to go there was, was no it. patches that was it if there was glitches well I guess your sales are going to suffer but yeah I think they're pushing out the games a little too quickly uh, Batman was um, pushed back a few times which is cool but yeah this is the first I've heard of that again I, I don't have data in the states so I'm a slave to Wi-Fi. yeah it was riddled with bugs <laughs> how, how is the game otherwise it's like, have you played it on the consoles? Or? Um, it's it's fine on the consoles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It works just fine. I mean, it looks great on the it, PS4. It's 1080p, so it yeah. must be good, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, because if it's not, I don't want to talk about it. it. It's pretty. That's all that matters anymore. <laughs> but to be honest, like, I don't know. I'm kind of done with the Batman games. The first one is really great. The second one is still pretty good. Origin, we don't 
talk about. Um, oh my god. And then, and this one is, you know, it's kind of more the same. I mean, they add so a this is a counter IGN opinion because IGN, you know, everybody can have their opinion. Says this is the best, and it's been a constant evolution. And you're saying otherwise? Yeah, I mean, they add a little bit here and there. But well, as far as I don't the, know, that constitutes mean it's an better. evolution. <laughs> no, as far as its story and as far as its progressed since uh, its original state back uh, 2008 or 2009 when it first came out till now. It has definitely gotten better. And this one is no exception. It has gotten a, a better story, better, more immersive action, drama, comedy, a little bit of everything. I just want to say one thing, though, on this action. Are you guys okay with uh, the predominant amount of uh, action centralized via the, uh, well, the, you know, into vehicle action? A lot of vehicle action. You know what? A lot that's of that's innovative. action, the bat tank. Good. <laughs> Sometimes yes. When it's if Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham City and Arkham Origins were all the same hand-to-hand combat, why not throw in something that they haven't had yet? Vehicles, and it's not so much around the vehicles. There's a lot of it, but not like it's not more than fifty percent of the game for sure. I'm sorry. I'll take a better story, and I'll take longer yes. time spent developing story than another toy to play in within the but game. They did do I'm not saying the story, the story yeah, isn't good. That's where they did. They brought the story, and they said, "Okay, the story's already amazing. What else can we add? Just throw in a little bit of already gimmick. amazing. Famous last words from every writer. It's already amazing. Ship it. It's it's not really innovation of the Sega CD already had driving in it too. They're just redoing." But there hasn't I, been a Batman game with driving in it yet. So I they're the first company to do it. Well, uh, no, because there is driving in the GameCube, Batman Vengeance. You can pilot both the backopter and the, and the Batmobile. Okay. It's not really an innovation <laughs> when you're decades <laughs> late. Let's say an open world driving. Uh, I okay, think yeah. there you go. Yeah. There you innovation go. that adds to the enjoyment of the game is a lot better than innovation just for, oh, we got something new. Like, you know what? If you're just throwing it in there to say you have something new, like, why do it? Like, if it's going to really enhance the game and do something for it rather than just but now you can drive I, I, I have yeah, like when they added drive. the crime scene thing that was pretty cool that was something new and different but uh yeah I don't care that much about vehicles well where's Mark Hamill <laughs> that's my question that, I mean to be fair I haven't played any of these games so this is the, so oh, okay. There, there's a <laughs> for some of us here. But, but I've read enough about it that I can that I can chime in. Yeah. Now, from just a, a strict story point of view, a, a strict Batman point of view, the fact that Joker is out of this last installment, maybe at least that's what they're purporting. Okay. With, with no spoilers going with out, no spoilers. you don't have a good poker face, dude. You're like smiling. What? What? I'm just looking at the posters. Sure. Um, he's. He's out, but he's not fully out. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Stop well, it doesn't. That no. doesn't spoil anything of the ending. That just spoils midway through the game, beginning of the game. You see stuff that you turn it on. If you haven't played an hour without seeing what I'm saying, then you didn't play the game right. But there's the a right and wrong way to play the game. There is. Well, <laughs> thanks if, for. In the first hour, you will see some stuff Wait, that you're right? just, your mind is already jumping to the end. What's at the end of this? And that's what keeps you keeping You, you uh, finished playing. it. Have you yes. finished it? So, let me, can, I, can I jump gears a little bit since we're talking about yeah. the story? M rating. Warranted? Is it a story thing? Is it a graphical thing? A little bit of both. Now, there's no nudity, no... It, mainly it's the drug orientation as well as the, the action. A little bit too much blood and gore. 
uh, not God of War GTA style, but it's there beyond what Batman. It's like a Mortal that. Kombat M. <laughs> it's uh, a retro M because of blood and guts. Oh, yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, but then a lot of drug references and stuff, and that in the American eyes also does hit okay. rated M uh, in the ESRB ratings. So what's those, the metric equivalent for Canadian players? <laughs> Since, since we're I, talking about Americanized, I, I, I don't know what the other. It's the same. I'm it's just messing with you. Okay, so only Australia uses something different than if I'm not mistaken. England, sure. uh, Europe uses the Peggy system. Do they? Okay. Yeah, Australia, I believe, does too, because they had the band. Yeah, I know what that means. That <laughs> so. It means I need an adult to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had green blood. And they, they no, no green blood. blood. Buy it. Green blood and sweat, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, until you enter the code in. Hey, a chair's finally opened up here. And he doesn't trust the hand yet. Oh, I'm not touching that hand. The fresh hand. It's very gentle. It's a gentle hand. I was told that by my first high school girlfriend. It wasn't gentle. Let's keep this PG. We don't care. But yeah, getting back to it, uh, as far as PC ports go, I don't think developers will ever learn their lesson because, like you were saying before, you can just patch it in later, so they're just getting lazier and lazier about it. So, so I think us as, as gamers and consumers just have to stop. I am not buying Syndicate no matter how much I love the, the fact it's set in England and all that stuff. I'm not going to get it because I was so... Like, the mistakes in Unity were just... Unforgivable. They're ridiculous. It's unprofessional for yeah. mistakes. A company as big as Ubisoft to ship that crap. Yeah. I mean, Rogue is a better game in my opinion anyway. But, um, well, that's why I do like Steam though, because then I can just wait till it goes on sale, all the bugs are out, good yeah. to go. My turn to sit on the um, You know, that's uh, a big thing that's going on about Batman too, is that Steam is giving refunds now for the games and. Yeah, which they never did before. Yeah. Now, how did that's one. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask, because I've also talked to a lot of developers that are outraged, outraged at, uh, I guess, Steam's policy, but for, for consumers, it seems very consumer-friendly. What are your thoughts on that? I just, uh, I don't understand why developers would be outraged when this has existed in the physical stores for so long that it's common courtesy to allow someone to exchange it for, you know, X number of reasons. I don't have a lot of retail experience. Yeah, I know before you've worked in different retail settings. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can, in your previous history, you know what it's like for why people would come in and return. Well, because consumers, I think you guys all know, your consumers are upset and they can't talk to Warner Brothers, but they can talk to who sold it to them. Right. Right. So regardless if it's digital or not, they feel that whoever sold it to them has a certain responsibility to give them a quality product. So right. I think if they're giving refunds, they should. Yeah. It's a crap product, I, I think right? it's a long time coming, and I think, it, again, it'll force developers to you know get on their A-game. I think a lot of people buy Steam, games on Steam when they go on the flash sales. It's the Christmas, it's the summer, and they think they're getting the bargain at $5, but $5 adds up over 40 games when you buy it. And I yeah, think yeah. you should still be able to refund it. Now, will Steam modify the refunding, saying, you know, if you buy it on sale, like at some stores, it's no refunds or no returns accepted? I mean, maybe developers will push that end. I know uh, in the movie world, there's a lot of back and forth with what gets released and what studios do and how people can fight back against the theater chain. So it's the same kind of uh, argument back and forth. Who wins the, the argument over consumers' rights? We're here again, like I, I think said. the biggest complaint is... At um, Retro City Games. At Retro City yeah. Games here in Anderson Matter with Jay and Rob from Nintendo Quest. If you need to get a ticket to go see a screening of this awesome film in your area on the Power Tour yeah. 2015, 
NintendoQuest.com. If you would like to know a little bit about it and what people think about it, check out our review on the In Case You Missed It page at YourGameSource.com. Well, I think the biggest thing uh, developers are having with Steam is a lot of games now are built to be like a dollar or two. And they're like a 30-minute game. Well, you're allowed to play the game for two hours and then return it. So the people are beating the game and returning the game. So there's some developers. He sold... I think it was 18 copies of the game in a day had 15 returns. And those people had already beaten, like 13 of them had beaten the game, had the final achievement of beating the game. Is this a digital platform yeah. we're talking about? Yeah. You see, Steam. this is where we can get into digital versus physical, because if you're a retail owner, store owner, whatnot, you could tell if someone's opened the game. Yeah. Even yeah. in GameStop and stuff like that, they put a seal even if it's open, so you know. But... Yeah, you're kind of at the mercy digital. Well, what are you going to do? You have to give you could, money. You could do here. store credit, right? So they can yeah. have Steam dollars yeah. as an alternative. It's yeah, like, we won't refund you money, but your Steam wallet will increase, which they'll likely even just reuse and cycle like that. Like a one-time exchange is reasonable. Yeah, or like you're limited on the amount of returns that you can do within a week or within a month or something like that. So if you buy 200, like there's got to be a happy medium to make everyone happy. I think so. Yeah, I mean, the majority of people aren't usually returning stuff anyway, so having some kind of limit. I mean, even those of us who over spent on the Steam sales probably aren't going to return it. That's you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, oh, yeah. Then your list keeps growing and you're like, man, I haven't... What game is that? I don't even remember what game that was. Here's, here's the real interesting part and you guys just mentioned it. 18 purchase, 15 returns. This is going to affect how developers roll out games and if they pursue... Uh, sequels or spin-offs. XCOM was a game that is near and dear to me that, that That's was re-released in 2008, <laughs> I think. And then, uh, no, it was 2013. Yeah, so 2008 was the last PC and then 2013 and then 2014 with the expansion go, yeah. pack. And Bro, now they're um, doing XCOM 2 just as a PC edition. For starters. So for starters, because the PC sales were far outweighing the console, which we get, it's a point-click turn-based strategy, way easier on a PC. But a lot of those sales are from Steam at like $3 a copy. Now, so that has inflated how many units they've been able to move. Now, if that number is going to jump up and down, it's like before iTunes, right? The music industry was completely different. You could go, you could sell a gold record overnight, but then when iTunes came in and Napster, you're lucky to sell 50,000 instead of 500,000 units. It's because the industry changed like that. I don't know if that's on Steam. Um, it still remains to be seen. I know, like I said, there was a lot of developers. There's even some smaller developers that um, they would sell X amount, and, and due to Steam's return policy, it ended up where they were actually owing Steam because it, you know it just became so confusing for a little while there. But that's know, like I, Walmart. You get a you get a product in Walmart. You think you've you've hit the jackpot. Walmart's got great distribution. I think the, what, they're the number one retailer in the world. But if someone returns something to them, they go after you. And if there's stuff still on the shelves, well, they ship it back to you. That's why, as a filmmaker, I dread a film in Walmart. I don't want a warehouse full of Nintendo Quest DVDs if it doesn't work out. But uh, I do agree with you that it is going to make as long as Steam you know keeps us in place, it's going to. They're going to have these smaller, smaller games that use you know 30 minutes, two hours. They're going to have to reassess how they're developing their games and put more time and, and resources, unfortunately, into it. Might make or break some, but unfortunately, you know, fortunately for the gamers, it'll be a better product because of it. Darwin developers, right? Developers by, by Darwinism. That, that's what we need, right? Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Well, I, I heard we had some Destiny fans here. Well, Dibs, the love and hate relationship <laughs> with Destiny on my end. Oh, I... Jay loves Destiny. I love Destiny, yeah. 
Okay. Absolutely love it. Well, uh, Aaron, you want to trade you? Okay. Well, there was a little bit of a controversy in the past week with uh, since E3 regarding the. There was a big announcement, wasn't there? Yes, the Taken King, as far as it's concerned, and the the future plans of the game itself, at least for this year. Uh, Chris, did you want to elaborate more, or Jeremiah elaborate more on uh, the Taken King expansion? Honestly, like I I bowed out of Destiny before the expansion started getting crazy because the grind was insane, and I worked too much. To, uh, to keep up with it. <laughs> well, uh, the controversy stems from actually them introducing the different uh, segments, the different tiers of how you pay uh, for the new expansion, and it didn't include just for, for continuing players, for players who have played a while and have built up that level. It did not include uh, an option, you know, at least off the bat, that uh, for all the stuff that the people are going to get in the collector's edition and whatnot, that they would have to rebuy the whole game again and did not have a separate edition just for the fans. Your reaction to that? Is it not any different than a Game of the Year edition, considering it's going to be released almost to the exact day it was released? Well, but they were talking uh, um, collector's editions upwards of $60, $80. I'm not 80 bucks, yeah. yeah. Canada, yeah, 100 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Europe, too, I think. Is yeah. what, sir? Like You're up to, yeah. But to somebody who already has the game, I see your while, you know, you would be rebuying the game that yeah. you already have. And uh, the MMO market, if I if I may call it that, I believe it's an MMO. It's never been really labeled as an MMO. But even Bungie said it's not an MMO. They said it's not of that nature. But because there's no communication. Yeah, <laughs> that's another. That's another yeah, story. it's. The, I love the game, but there's so much wrong with it. But. It's like World of Warcraft. You can't buy the first World of Warcraft game and then two expansions later. You have to get them all in series. So this is like, they're just making sure, because, I mean, this is a new genre for console gamers for the most part. So they're making sure everyone gets what they need to get. Yeah. Makes sense? Plus you're getting a lot of cool collector stuff, a lot of uh, in-game emotes. You're getting some banners for your character, um, so it's some, essentially some exotics. Now, it's a yearly abs- subscription that they've introduced. Every year you're going to have to spend 80 bucks to get the next big chunk. My, my problem is that to use the term expansion pack for the two that came out the first is, a, two. is a stretch. Yeah, we the, They about are this. add-ons, yeah. but they are not expansion packs. Yeah, if add-ons. you don't get something... And again, they even like expansion round. one, expansion two. They're the new one isn't even called an expansion, but this is a literal expansion. Well, yeah. You think of like World of Warcraft, and they had Cataclysm, Lich yeah. King. Those were expansions. Yeah, this yeah. is Destiny's Cataclysm or anything else. But on top of that announcement was a Eurogamer interview, and I want to give them a shout-out for doing the interview uh, with, I believe, the lead designer. That, uh, so, yeah. that uh, you know, his attitude towards individuals such as yourself who love the game and played the game um, was, I guess, not exactly most favorable as far as you would just have to rebuy the actual whole game to get the actual bonuses that you were looking for, like the emoticons and things of that nature, the dances, yeah. that, that actually a lot of people who invested a lot of time into it, you know, and which, which caused a lot of uproar, which... Had Bungie and Activision, I do want to say that they they did correct to an extent and made a twenty dollar version available, which would include those. That, that's fair, but they did it after. That's fair. Um, as a reaction, what I was going to say, Rob and I talk about this all the time. 
I don't want this thing to come across the wrong way, but you can't put a monetary... You can't, you can't put a dollar amount on something that gives you so much joy. If Super Mario Brothers 3 just came out and it's a hundred bucks, or if all the copies, someone bought all the copies of Mario 3 and you couldn't get it, and to play Mario 3 was a hundred dollars, I'm going to play a hundred dollars for it. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's worth it because I think Destiny is awesome. Does that make sense? Yeah. If somebody's putting in 10, 20, 30 hours a week, how is eighty dollars not justified for that? Which is probably the, what the developers are saying. You know, this is a legitimate expansion. We need to sustain life on this. And we talk about nowadays when a game is released, developers are, are scurrying to constantly put it on life support to make it relevant as long as they can. It's a really hard thing for them to do, and they need the support. So buy the game again every year, or buy the expansion, and make sure you have all the components to continue. But to yes, play. is this like we were talking about earlier? Is this Activision's work? Of course it is. Because they sound, as, as I was telling you, they sound less like Bungie that most people have become familiar with over the past 15 years. They become more Activision, and is yeah. that is that a byproduct of being part of Activision? Yes, apparently so. Yeah. So because. You know, and, and more power to them because Call of Duty, you know, obviously Guitar Hero, they, they ran that into the ground. Well, I'm Tony, sorry, Tony they're resurrecting it again. And Tony Hawk's coming back too. Yeah, which is yeah. Kind of yes. weird too, right? Yeah. Um, First one with DLC, finally. <laughs> yeah, make no mistake, uh, Destiny was not finished. Well, everything is DLC yeah. nowadays, or it doesn't shit. Well, the story, yeah, exactly. But, but the story needs a lot of work. Yeah, even people who. There's a story in Destiny. Yeah, exactly. There, there actually quite a bit is. I mean, if you. You have to not in the outside. game. You have to leave the game. The game to to see, and, yeah. and that I'm not a fan of. Or, or like, I, I got, don't want homework. That's why <laughs> I'm done school. You know. I do have a bunch of friends. You know, thank God that play with me. I've got about ten guys. Yeah, Sorry, buddy, not you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we couldn't fit eleven in. So they no. if, if I didn't have that group of friends to go to a yeah. website or a Facebook page to find a group, I think is ridiculous. I think you guys don't even have like matchmaking that way for your raids. Yeah. Yet? No, not at all. And then and then it's still really shoddy communication with people and they really have to fix that yeah but it's the combat is so good in that game it's, it's so good Stephanie you got something to add I know oh you know I I kind of missed part of this because I was chasing him but for me because uh, we're talking about DLC and that kind of expansions right so I don't want to have to pay for something that shipped on the disc I don't want to have to pay for something that they were working on before they shipped the game. If they were already working on it, I think it should have came with the game. They should have just delayed it. But, you know, if you've got developers that are working on something after the game is shipped to improve that game, and it's going to improve my experience, you know what, I'll pay for it. Because I like, you know, if I'm working, I want to get paid for my work. I'm not going to work for free. I don't, I don't expect developers to work for free. Like, I don't... Like I said, I, I don't like the DLC ships already on the game. We've already made half the DLC. But there are other companies out there who do it brilliantly, like CG, uh, CD Projekt Red, who introduces a lot. They're, they're going to promise a lot of free DLC. Like 16 DLC packs but for they, free. But they are actually working on two DLCs that they will, will charge customers, but that will be well worth their time. Sure. Yeah. That should be the way to, you know that, that most of these other development companies should look at. So let me ask you, what do you think about... Seven dollars, eight dollars for uh, Ryu and Smash Brothers. Do you think that's a reasonable price for one character? No, no. Especially in the face of Mario Kart, where for like twelve dollars, thirteen dollars, but it's you Capcom. Twice the amount of tracks. But how much? And again, I don't have the characters. But how much was? Um, Lucas, was he? Uh, he was six dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five is a good number. Yeah. If they stay within five, nobody, nobody moans or moans. If it goes beyond five for something yeah. for just one thing, that's when people start screaming horse arms. 
Yeah. <laughs> Oblivion Horse Armor. Because Oblivion had two of the best DLCs in that time frame that had ever been released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they also had Horse Armor. So what do what whoa, do people whoa. remember? Horse Armor was the greatest DLC ever. <laughs> that was Aaron O.C. Waterpolo saying that. Please send your Lines comments to him. <laughs> yes. So, but, but but what does everybody remember? Horse Armor. They don't remember Knights of the, Knights of the Nine and Shivering Isles. You know, which were what actually. <laughs> but that, it, it packed on another forty hours. But they don't remember that. They remember the horse on that. So. But the one thing is, like with the way Smash Brothers and their community works, the hardcore fans that want to play every character, they will play every character. And for twenty dollars to get all ne- all the three characters and like five extra bo- or three extra bonus uh, stages, they'll put easily another 50 more hours into the game well, here's just a, doing it. Here's the thing, right? We know there won't be any more characters for a while. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I just do this and I'll have everything for a while. It's not like we're saying there's going to be a new character every month and it's now it's now it's a subscription again. Yeah. Essentially, like a hidden subscription. Now it's $6 And that's not bad because, yeah. I mean, imagine if they just brought those three on the next Smash Brothers game. We're either waiting another five, six years until another Smash Brothers game comes out. Or they're going to just start bringing them out like Call of Duty once a year. Here's the new Smash for another 60, and it has the same characters, but we added but for five some, more. But for the Amiibo. Oh, and oh, For seven bucks, though, isn't <laughs> yeah. the enjoyment you're going to get out of that character worth that? Oh, though? yeah, definitely. Seven plus twelve ninety nine to fully interact with that character, right? Sorry, sorry, Jeremiah. I know Amiibo is <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> more so, But I think of it as this way. If you can get a dollar per hour, or an hour per dollar you spend, I think you've easily gotten your money's worth. Uh, some games, like if you play online games like Destiny, and I have uh, about 300 some odd hours in there, uh, it should have been a $300 game, and I've only spent uh, $95. I spent 300 hours shooting the cave. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That so, killed my Destiny fun. Uh, unfortunately, my Xbox was out of commission when the cave was ah! Those who remember the cave remember it fondly. I, I, I did it one day. My Xbox crashed, sent it out, and two weeks later I got a back update. No more cave. Oh, I love the cave. And, I miss the cave. Oh, yeah. Hashtag play with Rob. Hashtag shoot the cave. Hashtag bring back cave. There you go. Yeah. We are here again with Jay and Rob from Nintendo Quest. If you need need any information regarding their Power Tour 25, 2015 and if it's coming to your area, and if not... It, it can come to your area. Exactly. Head on over to... NintendoQuest.com. All the information you need on the existing Power Tour. If you want to request a screening in your hometown... Of course, Facebook.com slash the NES Club. We're both on Twitter at the NES Club at NES Club J. We like talking to people. Reach out. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, and we want to say again, if you're in the Las Vegas or Henderson area, please come on down to Retro City Games. Wanna give them again a thank you for being allowing us to come here tonight. Woo! Appreciate it. And if anyone here has a question that they want to come on the podcast for, you're more than welcome to sit in and ask Jay and Rob questions galore. They are now legit movie stars. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. They're shoving around in limos and Is there limos? 
No. <laughs> oh, there's little services all over town. You can yeah, get it yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uber! Yeah, Uber. Wait, Uber yeah. hasn't hit here yet. There you go. Wait, no, it didn't. Dude, I, thought it, I thought they brought it back here, and Brandon Flowers from the Killers was the first one to take it. Am I... Am I I may be missing this on, on the phone. And I I'll thought that what the one of the taxi cab drivers parked his car perpendicular on the strip to protest it. Wow. Now, That's, I don't think I could dream such fantastic details. I, <laughs> the hand is free. If anybody wants to sit in the hand of fate and pleasure, it is free. High five. What's the next topic? Uh, not that we have a list or anything. <laughs> Hold on. Have we ever done Jay and Silent Rob? No. <laughs> no, we haven't done it. I, is, is, that, is there copyright issues in there? Or? Yeah. It's Rob. Oh, yeah, okay. It's in parody law. Oh, okay. Do you, do you ever picture me being the silent one? What about See, Silent Jay and Rob? Not really. Well, he just doesn't know you all as well as I do. <laughs> Give him time. What's next? E3? I thought we were going to talk about E3. What's oh, did, did we talk about your favorite things at E3 yet? Not yet. Okay, so how about that then? You saw E3. Did you watch the press conferences? Did you watch uh, all the, the live coverage and everything from it? All right, so out of everything that was there, games, uh, peripherals, uh, the consoles, anything. Well, consoles haven't changed really, but anything else that was there, what were your favorite one, two, top three things, I guess, that you saw? That you were just like mind-blown, like I never would have expected or... Never would have thought it would be great. This is going to be maybe a little left field. Okay. Being a huge Jim Henson fan, I love the Nintendo presentation where they actually had authentic Henson Muppets. Yeah. I know a lot of people slammed Nintendo for what oh, they yeah. did. They always do weird stuff, though. Yeah, Robot Chicken last year. <laughs> yeah. uh, but going to like a Muppet tangible thing to really emphasize their thematics of transformation, I thought it was great. I thought it worked. I don't care about what they unveiled. I knew... What, everybody knew what it was going to be. I don't know why everybody's upset. They're very conservative Company, they don't tease that much. They're not like an Apple, like Steve Jobs, one more thing. That's yeah. not their <laughs> well, style. The, the one thing about Nintendo, though, is it's usually pretty tight-lipped, and that's why usually there's at least one or two things that they'll be like, oh, hey, and here's a new, you know, F-Zero, is what I would love them to say. But, you know, they're usually... Metroid. They usually uh, sort of. Give it a chance! <laughs> Give it a chance. Did you the, watch the Treehouse of Metroid? No, then I was shut too, up. I was too disappointed. <laughs> oh, then just shut I was too up. Disappointed. You didn't watch it. Shots you don't fired. Know. Shots no. fired. No. I want a new 2D Metroid. I don't want that garbage. I mean, as much as well, I love Prime, the good news is the I NES just, still exists, and you yeah. can go back and play the original. Yeah, you can. and be totally in shock when Samus takes her helmet off at the end and it's a girl. What? That's <laughs> oh, oh, Seventeen years. I'm spoiler alert. <laughs> But I did like the Star Fox, though. That looks pretty good. So, that's the Super really Mario something. Maker steals all of E3 for me, still. That is really I, I good. I agree with that. That was, that is, that was the, my favorite thing last year when it was announced, and it's my favorite well, thing this year. Knowing that they put in the physics for each of the games, I was like, brilliant move. That's yeah. the best thing you could have done with that game. Yeah. And then what so. about the... Uh, are you guys fans of Amiibos or not? Yes. And the, uh, the costume Mario, where you can tap Wii Fit Trainer on, and then the Wii Fit Trainer is an 8-bit little Trainer. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's so awesome. Exactly. I love that. Like, uh, Can I just say a story? I remember um, when Angry Nick and was it Jamie or was it uh, who was with 
Who went to Nintendo booth when they first announced Wii Fit Trainer? Was it Jamie or Corey? I think it was Jamie. Maybe Jamie. Yeah. Actually, yeah. And they were like, wait, they, Nintendo made them wait half an hour in between announcements of what they had just announced as an Amiibo. We've got another new Amiibo to announce coming up very soon. And you know, all the members of the press were there waiting in the Nintendo area, waiting, waiting. And our drum roll, Nintendo presents Wii Fit Trainer! And everybody just had that same kind of groan that they had at the PlayStation experience for Final Fantasy. They're like, oh, really? Wii Fit is such a, it's one of the top selling games ever, right? And I think that's just their way of immortalizing and, and us not forgetting that, hey, this I'm was a thing. I, I bought one. I'm not going to say anything. I bought one. I'm surprised people with the, like, the mail trainer announced. I mean, uh, that, that just seems like such an obvious move yeah. to, to release yeah. him. That's going to be a $7 DLC. Baby Mario, yeah. Luigi, that whole baby line, I kind of expected them to go with like the Mario Kart characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you, you saw obviously the 8 bit Mario that they're having come out now. So, yeah. I mean. A couple of different versions of that one. Yeah. yeah. Going back to Mario, like just semi sidebar to Mario Kart. I can't believe they finally are putting in other Nintendo franchise characters. Like Zelda. That seemed like the most obvious thing for them to so do. So it's basically Smash Cards. Yeah, Smash exactly. Cards. <laughs> it's what they should have done from the get-go. Well, they already had, I mean, you had like uh, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong already in it. So, I mean, it's, they're not exactly... They're, they're technically... In a way. Mario started. No, they're Jumpman's. It's well, no, Mario is is labeled as Donkey Kong's rival. Yeah. It is official in the past. But, so there there is the tangible. Diddy's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. It's not like it's on Diddy. They, they should make Nintendo cards to just bring out everybody. I think yeah. that would be for the next one. Why yeah, not? I mean, like, what do they do other than drive a card? It's not like it's that hard to put them in there. I mean, yeah. that's what they're doing anyways. Yeah, and exactly. DLC, I mean, now that Nintendo's kind of jumped that boat. Once they, Now that they've figured out online play and how to use the internet. Spins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> took a while. That, that's the biggest thing that nobody's talking about. It's just, okay, it's finally here. Nintendo has figured out how to use their network. We as players have finally gone around the clunkiness of the Miiverse and all yeah. that. Oh, I love Miiverse. Yeah. Miiverse is the best thing ever. I just reading the, all the ridiculous posts. Because I play a lot of Splatoon, and I spend about half my game time like just reading random Miiverse posts, which are golden. Absolutely golden. <laughs> if you, yeah, you know, you leave it on and you hear, what is that noise? Oh, I left the wheel. <laughs> so, Jay, what was your favorite thing in the Star Wars Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront? Hands down. Hands down? Yeah. Okay. Um, waiting for that for 10 years now, because the last one was 05. Yeah. Seeing the first Hoth demo, and it was either Tatooine or Jakku they, they showed. I, I don't know which one, but uh, the Hoth one. And then at the very end, you know, everyone's wondering, are you going to see Jedi? Are you going to see Sith kind of thing? Yeah. And then seeing Vader choke the guy out, and then Luke comes out. I was just like... <laughs> and, and you see him just go hand-to-hand, and you're like, this is going to happen. This is what my game's going to be like. It, it makes it all complete. Almost... Almost followed for almost. Uh, it was my second. Now both of those games are also coming out this year. I mean, this a week, normally, a week apart, seven days apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I mean, excited for you hear all these other games like uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, you hear like all these other games, twenty eight, maybe even later. Some of these other games that they announced and they've announced like uh, the Division about three years ago, finally yeah. coming out now. Now Last they Guardian. Just, <laughs> Last Guardian. Oh yeah, I remember uh, Last Guardian. Who knows how it's long that's still going to come out. But 
they announced these, what or they really brought them out, and now it's coming out this year. Yeah. These are one of the first two titles to kind of do this that are AAA titles in a long time, besides Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, the yearly franchises. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's a good thing, or do you think that they've been working on it for so long and it was keeping it a secret so well, or... Where, well, where keeping this? a secret like that is tough, and I remember the rumors surfaced years ago. It was going to be followed online. Yeah, and I was just like, no, don't, please, <laughs> don't do that, please. Elder Scrolls but already it, tried. Yeah, as soon as they showed um, the trailer, and it wasn't a cinematic trailer. Yeah, it was in game. I was like, oh my god, it's going to be this year. Yeah, yeah. And then, they're, then they're like, it's going to be this year, and I was like. And the other great thing about that presentation we talked about yeah. too is that uh, Fallout Shelter. If you guys have iPhones, I do. I have. Yeah. The game is awesome, man. And uh, they're like, oh, and by the way, it's available right now. Yeah. So my girlfriend and I were like, grabbed our phones. Nobody and, like, watched the rest it. of the presentation. Yeah. Apple <laughs> servers crashed straight away. <laughs> yeah, I was like number one in like four seconds or something. Like actually, uh, for two days, was ahead of Candy Crush. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Nice. And the game is great too. Yeah. And you can. And it was making more money than Candy Crush. Yeah. 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 And three would be Mario Maker, of course. Yeah, yeah I mean, that game's just—you don't even have to say anything about it. It's yeah. just going to be awesome. Now, for me, being—and I'm just going to throw on mine because I've been waiting to say this. Being a Microsoft fanboy that I am, uh, really? It, no, not at all. I don't know how. Uh, but the biggest thing—I saw thing, you like giving yourself selfies when you were at the Xbox conference. Like, I was doing that a lot. Are you a console list? Is that what's going I, on? I, I'm. <laughs> You're not console agnostic. <laughs> I'm, I'm everywhere. So I, I do a lot of console gaming, I do a lot of PC gaming, and I do a lot of older console gaming. Lift up your shirt, I want to see if you have a Microsoft tattoo. <laughs> no. It, do you bleed green? Do <laughs> the Halo 2 one? No. Uh, but, I, but I do admit, like, the next... GTA 4 on the other arm? Yeah. The only other tattoo, besides the one that I'm planning on getting next, uh, that I really want to get, is based on the game that I really want to talk about, Gears of War. Uh, I've been a gearhead from day one since it came out, yeah. and I feel even though Halo, you know, suited the Xbox and they brought it to life, I think Gears has kind of perfected the way uh, the Unreal Engine and as well as most games Gears in that. Gears was Xbox 360 to me, whereas Halo was the original. Yeah, okay, Xbox. yeah, but as far as like its multiplayer launch, and you know, Halo 2 was very good with it. I think Gears kind of revolutionized a lot of this stuff. They brought out a horde mode, which Call of Duty. Uh, even um, Halo and ODST with Firefight, they kind of started this, you know, way of uh, of games first-person shooters are going, and revolutionized. They said, "We're going to do this," and everyone else, said, "Oh, let's try this in our game." Zombie mode started coming up, and that became very popular after yeah. Gears of War's Horde mode. But I just find Gears is hit or miss with people. Like, you either people love it or they don't want to talk about it because they're busy with Call of Duty or they're yeah. busy with Halo. <laughs> and that's my thing is I, I love it. I'm, I'm glad that they're bringing out the first one again like for it? Xbox One. I love it. Really? <laughs> just, just, I, I will live and die by that game. That's cool. Uh, but I want to ask you, Chris, is did you like the way Xbox One handled the beta for the, uh, the revamped version of Gears of War? Asking for people for sending a two code, two codes. You and I know this personally. Tell yes. the story. Tell what happened. So I got I got two codes. Actually, I got technically three codes. Uh, one was a duplicate, and they said, "Hey, here's a, here's your code to download, so forth." And I was at E3, so I got the code on Monday when they announced it. I downloaded it a few days later, and then I looked at the next code, and I was like, "Oh, it's the same code." Oh, here's another code that they gave me. Whatever. I guess I got two. Gerald, here. I'll give you a free code. I uh, gave it to him. Hit my code, download it, and it says I'm not authorized to play. I start looking at the emails. I'm like, what the, what the heck? I can't even play this game. And I look at the second, I look at the first code, and it says, here's your code to download the title. 
look at the second email or second message. Here's your code to activate and play the game. The one I sent him was my activation code, and he had already used it. So, so we, neither of us could play the actual beta. Because he couldn't download it, and I couldn't play. Right. But can I tell you a secret? Two halves of a medallion separated at birth. But can Will I tell, they you, get tell you a little secret he doesn't know? The previous day, I had given one code to uh, our own 7th Valkyrie, thinking, oh yeah, I was going to be real cool. There you go. There's a like, Gears more code. <laughs> Once I realized that happened, I had to give her the second code. Ah, uh, so... So I think that's a little bit overkill in yeah, my opinion. Well, Two they, codes for a game that's what they called said, Gears 2006? 2005 was the first one. Yeah, or okay. 2006, you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and the first like the first code, when it, when it came out, it, I read the timestamp for it, came out early in the morning right after the press conference, about 10, 11 in the morning uh, Pacific time. Then about 3 or 4 in the afternoon was when they sent out the other one. Right. So it took some time for it to come out, and I guess what they were trying to do is have people pre-download it before the actual game came out. Same way they do digital games, where you can download it and you can't activate it, which makes sense. I understood why they did that. Um, It just threw us all for a loop because no one really saw or no one really realized, hey, this is an activation. Gamers don't want to read. I I see a 25-digit code, and I'm like, that download now. And then didn't realize it was another one. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I love Gears. I think the peak of the series, in my opinion, was the Horde mode in three. Okay, yeah, uh, that was my favorite. I didn't like Judgment, and to be and honest, not many people did. But the, the new, um, the new one looks okay. It looks more like a survival horror kind of thing. Yeah. I know it's not, but yeah, but it, it looked. Uh, but they have to add that grittiness, that that darkness to it, where it's like how how scary yeah. can we make this game? Where you're fighting for your life because you are in a a, a numbers game. Yeah. The gears are always outnumbered by the locusts or by these new creatures that are coming out. I do I do so. like how uh, gears got the closing spot in Halo Open. Yeah, that was usually yeah. You would think gears would open and Halo would close it. But. I gotta be honest, my only experience with gears is the Megadeth song that they did for it. <laughs> yeah. Gears of War. That that's it. That, yeah. That's I'm, I apologize. I'm not. And, a, you know I like that song too. That was probably put it at the top because I'm like oh I like the lyrics as well. There you so, go. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, I would say that's my number one, just being biased. Sure. Number two, which really wasn't announced as much, a little bit more uh, uh, playthrough, is Kingdom Hearts. And because I like the Kingdom Hearts series and I like Final Fantasy, Disney, all this other stuff to put it together, uh, that they're finally finishing to get something available for the next few years. Sure. I think that's going to be a big thing in the next few years for uh, anyone. And now that it's also released on Xbox One, Square Enix has announced... It's not exclusive anymore to PlayStation. Uh, I don't have to. I, I never could. understood that. I never understood that. It's like you're cutting off half of. It, it's it's could, the time they, frame they, when they Square could pay you a chunk of money to have it for a few months, <laughs> like PlayStation likes to do, right? But well, back exclusive overall, on PlayStation for, for six minutes. Yeah. Go back ten to 15, 20 years ago, and games were exclusive by you know the developers of who of they were in contract with. Of course, with. but it's like and then it, the evolution of that. Then it's kind of going back to yeah. I don't know. And that's why I Square got them both, so I don't care. So much effort into getting Nintendo games multi-platform, and now they're trying to get them Sony exclusive. Yeah, as an as a Destiny fan, it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like it really bugs I, me. I still don't even have like some of the legend or some of the exotic weapons that PS4 members have because yeah. Xbox won't get it until September. I got it it's, on the one because the majority of my friends again. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, the majority <laughs> of my friends got it on uh, Xbox. The ironic one, so. part about that is everybody I talk to is playing it on PlayStation Four. <laughs> and yeah, you and all our other friends are playing it on Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, man, I'll do Battlefront. I'm going to get it on both, so there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so much time. Yeah, I was playing it on PlayStation. Yeah, there's so much content missing from the game. It's really, it's really unfortunate. See, I'm glad somebody was hyped about E3 because I was just bored out. Of my well, mind really? What was, wow. what was the biggest surprise for me? And I know. And I'm like, Final Fantasy VII remake. We all knew it was coming. Oh yeah, you mean the cinematic? Well, you mean we knew it was coming like a decade ago? Well, yeah. Those felt like it. After you and I sat in at the PlayStation Experience, and we were in the middle of that groan that you heard when the PC port was actually coming to yeah, the PS4. Yeah, and they were ashamed of doing it. And that's what they wanted to pass off. Now, they're still going through with it, but at least they're doing something to... The thing Square has always said since, like, the PS2 was announced was, we will remake Final Fantasy VII when it's no longer playable on a current system. PS3 well, yeah, but then they're like, PS1 oh, it'll cost PS3. us billions of dollars. Yeah. It'll take what? ten years to make, and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, you knew it was coming on the PS4 from the moment they said the PS4 is I thought it was coming on the PS3. It's weird how they, they, they don't want to make a sequel to that. I mean, they made the film, right? But made a couple Well, they made but, yeah. And then they made Dirge's Service, and it's just... It's funny how they do that, and everyone wants a, a 7-2, but they make 13, which I can't stand. Yeah. And they make 13-2 and 13, whatever the other one was, the, the fighter. Lightning Returns, yeah. Yeah, the action game or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the collector's edition still haven't opened. <laughs> so, you did not miss but, much. <laughs> well, you know what? The, the biggest thing is, like, even all those games, you say you didn't like 13. Some people will swear 13 is either not the best, They're maybe, drunk. but probably the opinion, top. Everything is opinion, yeah, in the enti- all the universes. Sorry, guys, i got to step away, but I, I want to come back to of this. Of course, I yeah. I will be back. Yeah. I'll carry well, on the final You know, how about we pause it? <laughs> Edgar. No. <laughs> it's live! Uh, yeah, we can't pause. Um, but then the same thing. People say seven was the best. People say ten was the best. Four Thirteen. Was the best. Four was the best. <laughs> I'm, you know, nine. Nine. Like a lot nine. of people say nine. Nine is the best. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Nine. Nine. <laughs> Four. Four. Uh. Skip. Hold on. Skip. Seven. Seven. Nine. 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 Three. Uh, which Final Fantasy is the best? Are you talking about set like six? Yeah. Okay. Six. I mean, I can only base off of the ones I played. I was with eight. Eight? Wow. Oh. Uh, <laughs> eight. That's interesting. That uh, um, I, I mean, either between ten and actually, I did like thirteen, but I still think ten was probably better. What do you think about them remaking ten and ten two on uh, PS3 and then on PS4? And Vita? Oh, wait. And oh, Vita oh yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, enough. I, I'm good. I'm good. I, like, I just came Vita, out. I mean, like. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing that they, you know, when PS4 had just come out and they brought out Gran Turismo on PS3, their yeah. their own title, they couldn't even bring it out for the better console or newer console, I should say. Yeah, um, because they had promised it on the PS3 for like 20 years. Yeah, but then they could have just been like, hey, we're also bringing a PS4 version. Now they're just like, we're gonna wait till seven, which could be another two to three years. Right. Um, but I think that they should have at least. Uh, you know, said we're going to bring it out on PS4 once it's available, like they've done with Last of Us, like they've done with all these other titles. They can. Last of Us was too soon. That one was way too soon. But a again, year like, later, the 10 and 10 2 was a year later too on PS4. Right? Yeah. It's like, here's what I think. This is my opinion, and I might be right or wrong. But stop remaking stuff. <laughs> just and make newer just ones. Stop make new games. Yeah. I mean, I well, they saw 15. I understand there's kids that weren't alive in '97 and all that, but still, her series every five years. Stop that's remaking it. movies, <laughs> stop remaking songs, just make new content, and that's good. That's yeah. my opinion. Well, I know I say it on, on almost every podcast, but I just want to say that, again, 
it goes back to what the complaint was when you know you and I were in the stores where developers were saying, oh, you know, use games, use games, they're the evil, they're the ultimate evil. And now they're finding a way to monetize their path, and it's cheaper. It's, it's a lot more cost efficient for them and I know a lot of the argument is well they're not focusing on newer games new IPs and whatnot but for sometimes it's a fiscal decision of these companies so I mean, yeah. they can't have it both ways once they started being able to monetize these games from the past you haven't heard that argument from from uh, a lot of these developers anymore about you know going in and selling and buying these games yeah. I think a lot of that started with uh, the GBA when they started re-releasing the NES, the NES Black Box series. They had Ice Climber, Blue Fight, and Mario Brothers, and they were selling really well. And, and then everyone else was like, "Hey, wait a second, we have old games too." And then it just started flooding out with the collections and whatnot. Well, yeah, but part of that too is being able to play those games portably. That's awesome. That's true. I mean, yeah, it is awesome. Very true. But when <laughs> and, you go from again, a Game Boy Advance or even a 3DS, which you know is more modern. And it's running at the same power or ten times better than uh, NES, SNES, or you know, a sixty-four. It's a way even. too for new people to play. I, yeah, and we've been. They around, can make it smaller. I think since the beginning, I'm almost forty now. So I mean, I've been. Don't lie to me. Since the beginning, no, <laughs> no, for real, really. And um, yeah, so I've seen it all, and I forget just kids that don't even know what Final Fantasy VII is, right? So yeah. they should get to experience it too. And they don't have appreciation for the most part for like arcade graphics, which Final Fantasy VII is ugly, man. If you yeah. try and play it now, if you try and play it on a I flat screen, it'll blind. Yeah, I tried so. it on a PS One. I hooked it back up to a yeah. well, maybe this is like two or three years ago. But I tried it again. And I'm like, the the hell am I looking at? This doesn't look graphics like what aren't, I aren't, aren't, aren't everything. I'm That's not saying that, problem. but that whole generation, like, I really can't go back and play many games from that gen. That the early polygon stuff, the high tech yeah. stuff. I tried you know, that. The, I tried some that. of the artistic wow. stuff I can play because it doesn't. Just like, oh, because yeah. you know, you had eight bit, and then you had, you know, the SNES, and then you had that. Well, that's why stylistic games age so well. Yeah, it's because they're not yeah. focusing on trying to, you know, pump out whatever because highest power they can. Because in five years, when yeah. something looks better, your your high tech game looks like crap. Now, stylistic games stay the same the whole time. Yeah. A, a good story is going to endure any improvement in graphics. Like, if the game is fun to play and enjoyable and the story is worth playing, you know what? Yeah, it might look bad. It might look better if they remade it. But, you know, the movie... The movie... Sorry. The game was good. The game was enjoyable. It had a story. They put effort into that. They didn't just go, hey, let's do something and make it look really good. Which, like you guys said, five years... It isn't going to look really good anymore. It's going to look like... And that's why Final Fantasy has actually been thriving. I mean, now it looks great, but who knows what it's going to look like in the future. But every story has always been good. Or at least to certain people has been. There's always a huge cult following for every every franchise. Like, we we all had different answers for the ones we liked, right? True. Well, speaking of cult following, (laughs) the one I wanted to get into, and I'm sure Corey wants to speak his his piece on, Shenmue 3. Chris. Yeah, I was going to say, because Corey probably does too, but he's not with us right now. Not pass away, he's just at home sleeping. He's not physically in the building. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the biggest surprise for me. How would he have let you borrow the mic if he's dead? He's, what? Maybe I took it off his dead corpse. I looted it. That's, it was that's how we do it in games. Yes. Chris. <laughs> yeah. That was his drop. It was an epic mic Chris drop. got the mic and all of Corey's debt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Dreamcast was one of my favorite systems of all time. Like, Dreamcast and Super Nintendo are my all-time favorite. And when I 
heard Shenmue 3, I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was like, what I What did you think of it as a Kickstarter, though? Well, I thought... As a fake Kickstarter, yeah. in reality. Well, that's that's the shady Whoa, business. What do you mean by fake uh, Okay, Kickstarter? that's what I was going to explain it a little bit. So what Don't happened... Don't say those words. <laughs> yeah, there's... So, what happened was, uh, the day that they announced their Kickstarter starting, uh, the president came up and he was like, hey, we have this game coming out for you, but we need your help. It's all up to you if this gets built. And they put it up on Kickstarter, they needed a $3 million, about $3 million, I'm going to roughly estimate these uh, numbers, um, goal to actually get it started. As soon as it hit, uh, Sony had come in and put in about 200% of what the people had put in, just to also get it back in. Now, this is still kind of a rumor, still kind of, you know, jumping back and forth that uh, Sony was was just saying, hey, if you can get this mark, we will let you fund it. Otherwise, if you don't get this mark, we're just not going to fund it. Sure. And so at that point, people were like, is this really Kickstarter, or was this just to see if we can actually get the artists to get us to pay again? Well, um, the, the shady thing is, like, when you, if you go on the Kickstarter... There's no mention of Sony. There's no mention of any kind of. They say help. that they're keeping their and their people are shelling out like you know, ten thousand a pop for some of those high end you know Kickstarter wow. items, and you know believing hey this game needs my help to make it, which it kind of does. Sort but of. then Sony just goes and throws down their own money, and that's where people are confused. Now I I believe it's fine, but some people are like no that Sony did a bad thing or Sony was you know bullying them. It could go in just a hundred different directions on this, but they won't release any official statement, so we can't really get a clear answer. Right. So, See, and this, it's hard for me because I've done a lot of stuff on Kickstarter. When we did our first campaign, we raised just over $16,000. That wasn't going to cover the entire amount of the film, and I never pretended like it was going to cover the amount. Of, it was going to affect the kind of film we made, yeah. uh, and it certainly did. Uh, if we would have got you know fifty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, it would have been way different. Yeah. Film. We would have been Alaska game hunting. We would have had that cha- that chase scene we were talking about. Yeah, the dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, the chase scene with the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Here's what it comes down to for me. I've never thought of crowdfunding, regardless of the platform, as the the make or break for me. It's marketing. I want people to know about this film. I want to get the word out there. And if I can make money on a marketing campaign to help fund what I'm trying to do instead of a marketing campaign costing me money, then it's a really a win-win. And that's what this Shemnu sounds like. They wanted to do it as a marketing campaign. It was going to be made in one form or another. Yeah. And now they've got the, the company support, the corporate support in Sony, allegedly. Yeah. But they've also got the fan support from the get-go as well. True. Marketing. That's yeah. how I see it. And that's where I'm, I'm agreeing. I don't think that this was a bad... I mean, maybe yeah. you know, a little bit backdoor if it was something shady in there. But, you know, regardless, they're going to get the money. They're going to make it. Uh, and they did get the help from Kickstarter. And, of course, they're going to get all their their benefits if they did pay this much, this much, this much. Yeah. Uh, but then also Sony is at least saying, okay, I guess you do have the fan base. You know, I guess I guess this will be a real thing and we're going to help you make it. So maybe that's what it was. And it's just word of mouth. Whoever says it can change the way the story is. I will and that's say it's, it's kind of an interesting story to that. Yeah. Uh, one of those like high-end you know, 10,000 marks was dinner with the guy. And the Pokemon creator was the one who shelled out for that. Because he's, he's like, I'm super excited. I can't wait to have dinner with him. And it's, you know, it's kind of funny. It's bringing a lot of fans together. But it's still the shadiness of it that is 
bugging me. Well, Jay, you've got a love-hate relationship with uh, established brands, entities, and developers or filmmakers going to Kickstarter. I think if you have something that's already been established, unless you don't want to go to one of these corporate companies like Activision, I think it's just kind of like ukulele got funded in like two seconds. Everyone knew that was going to happen. Told you, I'm an Earl. Of course it did. Yeah. Really did? We really think Chevy well, wasn't going to get funded? Come on. And then what is the new Castlevania game called again? It's Blood, like, uh, Bloodstained. Yeah. yeah. I always thought Kickstarter was a platform for people just starting out. Uh, again, apparently not. So it's not a huge deal to me. You know what? We're going to get Chevy 3, and I'm cool with that. Yeah. I don't really care who put the money. You know, give a Chevy, that's all I can. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's kind of my, my same vote. Unless it's like Sony going to be like, oh, we paid like 200 grand, now it's a Sony exclusive. Yeah. Then again, that's a little irritating, but... Who well, knows, what, the, who knows what that deal was with them, because that could have been the deal where they, they've thrown that money to say, okay, we're going to fund it, now you're going to kind of follow our rules because we're going to give you the money for it. And who, know, who knows what they're going to do with that, but you, you, know, you didn't see any yeah. Microsoft bids, you didn't see any, or help, I should say, not bids, uh, but you know that Sony did throw some money in. Yeah. So when that happens, then they're could be a, a not an obligation but there could be something in that where it would be highly recommended yeah they work out something with Sony you know. another time to exclusive perhaps yeah so Sony uh, seems to be a fan of those so now our, our area that we're in and you can see around here we're all surrounded by Nintendo where are we at we're <laughs> Gerald, what an excellent question Gerald <laughs> Since we haven't said it yet, we're at Retro, Retro City Games here in Las Not Vegas. In the past Henderson. Minutes, Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada. Uh, I'm, I'm losing my voice trying to yell that out. So uh, here in here in Henderson, Nevada, Retro City Games, the uh, the one greatest place for all these classic games. And honestly, it's and they're having a tournament behind us. Yeah, I was looking at all this, and I keep peering over there, watching you know guys score the highest score in Super Mario Brothers. But uh, I'm watching the Contra. Contra, yeah. Bomberman, Gradius, Rad Racer. It's amazing here. This is what gaming is missing. So all these retro games and all these classic games and obviously all the games that you had to go through and and find and collect. For for Nintendo Quest. For Nintendo Quest. NintendoQuest.com if you're looking for more information on that feature. You gotta plug it, man. Just keep throwing them in there. Plugins. Now, I, I, your game source. I, <laughs> Somebody get the duct tape. You're, uh, I, I mean, I, I saw the film, and I don't want to spoil like what your favorite games are and everything like that. But as far as what's here, and as far as what you see, what is like your most inspirational? Uh, I guess without spoiling anything, what is your most inspirational game of your childhood that you've played that you will always remember that you either still play or just you know will just love it for life. My, my first experience was with Super Mario Brothers. Um, I, I grew up with uh, the 2600, and my friend uh, in grade 6, or, sorry, Canadian grade 6, uh, he got... 6th uh, grade. 6th grade. <laughs> grade 6, what is that? There, there's the metric. <laughs> he, got the, he got the NES, uh, he had a big slumber party, we all sat down, picked up this, I don't even know what this controller is, Japanese looking thing, and I was like, what is this? And... Mario was so big on the screen and the sprites were colorful. We played it all night until the last man standing. Everyone kept falling asleep. And it was in a basement without windows and I remember his mom coming down and she's like, holy crap, Like you guys are still awake? It's 9am. And we were like, what? And it was cool because you could finish it, you could finish it with the story, you could find secrets, you could do high score challenges. Yeah. My favorite NES game is Zelda 2. 
um, because it frightens me, <laughs> to be completely honest. What um, what frightens you? Part of the game or the game is terrifying. It's it's grueling. It's brutal. It's unforgiving. Um, and I remember playing it as a kid, and you get to Death Mountain, and it's lights out. Yeah. So a couple of years, or as a year after we shot the film, I sat down and played it a bunch of times, and I finished it three times that year. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, hold on one second. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm still here. Keep going, keep going. Oh, Those members keep going on. We're, we're looking at the high score here at Retro City Games. Oh, okay, I see what's happening here. We're getting caught up in the tournament. Jay, what, what about uh, so, yeah. a couple years ago, you started playing Zelda 2 again? Conquer that fear, finished the game three times in a week, and uh, now it's, yeah, my, my favorite NES game. It's just a tremendously over, or sorry, underrated game, I believe. Love yeah. it. You guys like Zelda 2? Yeah. I actually yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. I, mean, I know it's the first it's, one I beat. A lot of people. I watched people do the first one because I was five or six, and That's then I got I, I got one. to do the second one on you know on my own. And I remember after I beat it, my dad did it with Game Genie, and uh, we had one of the original ones where they misprinted the code, and so you had uh, you couldn't die except on that part where you're going past the fence and they're throwing the stuff down at you, and it's. You got one hit killed there. Oh. And so the code in the book was wrong, and then Brutal. you had to switch, I think, the last number from an A to an E or an E to an A, I don't remember. And that Brutal. made you invulnerable to every to include that spot. And so it was just so much fun to watch my dad go through and you know, he terrible at games and he's playing, 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 and he gets to this place and he dies. And we're all like, Oh gosh, he just died with the cheat code put in. He is not gonna be happy. I, I finished it, um, the last guy, well, besides Dark Lake, is Thunderbird, and I remember just being white-knuckled playing that, and actually sweating, I'm like, after I finished it, I'm like, I haven't felt that way in a long time. Like, a game hasn't been that challenging, and... and the sense of satisfaction when you get through it. You're just, you're one with Link, like, you are that character. You're just so in the zone with it. I think a lot of games that you finish, you're like, okay, that's great, thank God that's over, so I can not play it again. Or it's like Halo, I love Halo, don't get me wrong, but you die in Halo and you go back five steps. Big deal. Yeah. There's yeah. no punishment. Like Dark Souls is great because it's so punishing. I'm afraid to play Dark Souls. You should be afraid. For me, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm for afraid. me, my uh, my. I mean, there's a lot of you know classic game stories, but for me, the first game that I bought with my own money was Mega Man Five because that was the newest Mega Man at the time. I'd played the previous ones, yeah. sure. but I massive Mega Man fan. It's awesome. And uh, Mega Man Five is you know brand new one at the time. I was, had, was getting my own allowance, so I was like, yes, new Mega Man. Bought it. Not the best Mega Man, but I played the crap out of it. Because, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, that was, that was my game, yeah. and I loved every death, every, you know, success, every everything. That's funny you say that. My The first game I purchased when I started working was Mega Man 3. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the very first game. My whole check was like 83 bucks or whatever, and I bought Mega The Man first 3. NES game that I bought with my own money that was brand new, because I bought one or two used games. That's where Ghost and Goblins came from. Right, uh, right. The first brand new game I bought was Clash of Demon Head. <laughs> now, this is a little bit of a cult thing for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know when the last time you played Clash of Demon I dig it. But it's, it's a cool kind of strategic... Uh, play on Isn't it great though that you can still put like a, an NES game in that you maybe you haven't played, and it feels just like playing NES games as a kid? I don't know what that is. Like playing PlayStation or Xbox or whatever it is, there's that same feeling for those things. But when you play an NES game, it feels old when you do a PlayStation game. It feels 
awesome when you play an NES. Why do you think that is? I, I guess for at least our generation, um, you know, that's really what we grew up with, and we have. It's more all than nostalgia, though. It's well, yeah, more it's than like, nostalgia. It's like riding yeah. a bike. I mean, also, you remember that. Whereas, like every new game is different. It's got its own rule set. It's like, got like its we own controls. You know, five years old feels old compared to what it is today. It is so, it's like a 360 degree turn from where we are now as to what the NES was. You know, the, the NES was all about gameplay, maybe a little bit of story. Um, NES is all about community, and that's what yeah, makes this yeah. great here at Retro City Games in Henderson. It, it took I mean, over the arcade scene. You guys, we were game source doing the podcast here at Retro City Games with the guys from Nintendo Quest, NintendoQuest.com. Wait, you are one of the guys from Nintendo Quest. Did you just refer to yourself as the third person? person. <laughs> He's very good at that. George is getting upset. Hold <laughs> out on One it. screening and already listen to him. I'll end it on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> So but that's what it, it's community. That's what made the NES stuff great. Everything yeah, after the NES had multiplayer, you know, couch co-op. Most of the games nowadays, you have to go online. So yeah, I might be playing. Most with of the games you are sitting in a room by yourself, XXX or whatever. But I have no clue who that really is. I have no memories with that person. Well, there wasn't there wasn't the internet back then. Yeah. There wasn't like it is now. You know, you had to ask your friends like, how the hell do I beat and, this? And that's what made it great. There you was know? a culture outside. The gameplay specifically for yeah. that one, one jump in Mario. One, that that one little screenshot out. of what was coming out fall 1989, whatever release that was. And there was no like <laughs> grueling tutorial that lasted 20 minutes. It's like, it's like here go, you go, go, yeah. go, here you go. Luck. Learn from your mistakes, right? Read the yeah. guide a little bit. Maybe we'll give you the buttons you press. But it's, yeah. the, it's the culture outside the gameplay where you'd go to school and at recess you like you know did you punch the right block to get the hunk of meat in Castlevania? Did you find the coin box? And, Mario 1, 2, it's it's all that that you're doing behind the scenes, and we talk about that with Destiny a little bit. Yeah. How to bring uh, like Aeris back to, sorry anybody who hasn't played 7, Aeris back to life. What? Yeah. Spoilers! Roast <laughs> <laughs> him at the stake. You know, it's all those things that you could do at school, and now you don't talk about games outside of because know, people don't talk in general. There's yeah. a serious communication yeah. breakdown because there's not enough reasons for people to be in the same space. Well, there are no arcades anymore; they're disappearing. They're starting to come back as barcades with our generation. But even even now, if you do go and try and get help from another person, it's on a forum, and you ask your question, and you get ten people that answer you it. You get one and right answer like, and nine Thanks. trolls. Yeah, and that's it. Like you don't. There's no real conversation with these people anymore. It's just like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, bye. Have you, have you taken Jade to the Las Vegas Pinball Museum? Not yet. It's on the list. We <laughs> plan to check out that side of the strip in that area. With a margarita, with a margarita guitar. Margarita, the boot, the boot. Okay, we gotta get some votes. We'll see if we get some Twitch responses. Does Jay need a margarita? Uh, boots, yes. or does he need yes. a guitar? Yes. Does he need or both. the dice? I need a boss. Uh, I, I honestly think he needs the guitar more. And the the Eiffel Tower, too. Yeah. I think I think he needs the guitar, and we need some air guitar with the guitar. Well, that will be a video. musician, so that's yeah. why the guitar makes the most sense. Yes. You know, where that, you're, you're drinking, and then you're like, 
Oh, it's a real guitar, right? Time you gotta activate the star power, ghoul. And security. Look who's here! Look who's here! Oh, and that's Doug from Retro City. Yeah, from Retro City Games here in Henderson, Nevada. Uh, yeah. Six eight three North Valley Road. Squeeze it here so we can get to the middle. Come on, come on, come on! You're coming away from the shot. Get better into the camera shot. Sit in the hand. You can see it. Sit in the hand. Sit in the hand. Sit in the hand. I don't play grab ass with you, Rob. It's with the chair. Okay. The chair loves you. Hola. Oh, Doug, you're breaking Twitch. Don't worry. I don't blame you. It's very warm, like a sweaty bag. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm like, first off, we do again want GameSource want to thank you and thank everyone here for being a part of your awesome game night here at Retro City. No, thank you guys for coming out. It's not anything without you guys. If you're not here, you're missing it. So since I'm in the presence of one of the master marketers of our time, and I'm trying to learn as best I can to pitch as much. Who? Who? <laughs> Me? Who can I do? You can say it in the third person if it makes you feel better. This is your chance to blood. That Rob guy knows his marketing. <laughs> so tell us, tell us, before we go and ask your opinion on the game on some gaming topics, please tell us all the wonderful things you've got here and going on. Alright, so Retro City Games, we're at 693 North Valley Verde, Henderson, Nevada. Um, we're just a retro game shop. I mean, we carry old and new stuff, everything from the ColecoVision and Atari all the way through new stuff, PS4, Xbox One. But, but Doug, it's much more than the stuff on the shelf. What what is really cool about this place? One thing. Just thinking about something else. That's a part. You're a part of it. It might be tonight. I don't know. I, I it might be some of the cool things we do. I think the whole community <laughs> aspect. No, definitely. I think we we do a good job bringing the community in and really doing events like this and having fun. I think yeah, it's, yeah. Like we've said, we you know there's a whole bunch of tournaments, a bunch of games being played right now, just randomly, and people just walking around doing what they want when they want. Kind and of people thing are here. talking to and each other. It's and it's a great community to be a part of, especially well, that's, that's in this best, location. That's the best thing is bringing people together who would never ever talk to each other. So, so, so here's each other in the you know out the valve. Just yeah. So Doug Rob thinks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, what I think is cool. Your store hasn't even been open for a year, and you're at the you're the nucleus of a podcast coming in here to, to go live. A bunch of gamers from the community. You're sponsoring our film, Nintendo Quest. You guys are literally pulling it all together. You guys are the reason this is all happening and only going to continue to get. No, no, Nicole and I really try. We, we, this is what we wanted. We wanted to build the community. That was the whole point of the store. So, I, I, I think anybody that's here, and if you're not here, get down to 693 Valley Verde, Henderson, Nevada. What? North Valley Verde. North Valley Verde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're from Bayway, North, and Canada, North. Everything's north of here. Get down here for game night. Nevada. 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 So I, while I got you here, your thoughts on E3 and some of the games that you thought showed best at E3. My favorite game of E3 was The Last Guardian. I've been waiting forever for that game. You and half the world. I know, right? <laughs> but but like, I, I, I had faith in it, and I'm happy we got to see it. I wasn't expecting to see gameplay. I was expecting more of just like a teaser trailer saying, oh, this still exists. Huh? Yeah. But no, starting out with gameplay like that was pretty good. 
um, Xbox One backwards compatibility was pretty cool. That I might actually amazing, pick one yeah. up because of that. I want to see the details of everything before I really get into it. But um, I thought Nintendo was pretty weak, like everyone else. I don't know. It was not very disappointing. Oh, the everything from the screen was much better than the presentation. It was, but it didn't leave me. I still there's no game that I'm like oh I can't yeah. wait for that Super Mario Maker man and that looks like a blast it looks like a cash grab to me oh it looks a lot of fun it looks man. like it's fun but all, all I foresee especially think about what we could do with Retro City games if a lot of people started building levels and coming here and playing them together no I agree but thank you just saying it might be a great game night come September we'll see here are Retro City games you know in Henderson Nevada 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 what I love about you guys is you're a diehard Xbox fan Yes. And you're a diehard Sony fan. Well, Go! Well, you can be wrong sometimes. Oh! oh, oh you can be wrong sometimes. Not all the time? They have a couple okay. I'm glad that no, you I'm can joking. admit that. Thank you. So. Oh, yeah, no, I don't Not everybody's perfect. Nah. Any other titles you were looking at? Um. I'm mixed about Fallout 4. Like, I want to see more of it. Like, I like what they showed. I like the idea of you can do it. You played 3 and everything, right? I did play 3. New I played Vegas? New Vegas? I didn't like New Vegas. Okay, that's so I, just, have to. I think they did an awesome job of creating Nevada. Yeah. Nevada. But, <laughs> and the Las Vegas area, but that was kind of the problem. Is There was just nothing there. Yeah. It felt like I'm walking forever. Kind of like sailing in Wind Waker. Yeah. Like, some people found it therapeutic. I found it tedious. So, I don't know. I love Fallout 3. you had to keep going back and forth between islands. You're like, uh, again. Even though I'm more of a Elder Scrolls fan, I'm really looking forward to Fallout 4. But I'm not sure visually if I'm digging it. I don't know. Who knows? They've got some months. They can work on it. They can update it. They can make it better. No, definitely. I think it's just concerned, like, like a lot of people, that are... It's not that huge. I know you and I discussed it on our previous podcast where we, uh, I have concerns because it doesn't look like that a substantial leap above Fallout 3. But then again, if, the, if you get so immersed in the gameplay and the story, as you stated. Yeah, I mean, well, same thing. Like, if you look at a. Even like Skyrim, like he's as a comparison. Like that game is gorgeous as a whole, but if you start looking at individual pieces, it's awful. Like it's, it's really pixelated and bad. I like the part where the bodies come along, you know, right through the floor. And, and all that. I like the giant knocking you, you know, next week. Halfway part of the fun, but no, I did. If you look at um, screenshots like side by side of Fallout 3 and 4, it's a really substantial leap. Like it's really big. It's just I don't know if it's on par with modern gaming. They did started developing it right after Fallout 3. Though, True, right? and, and visuals so. aren't everything. It's yeah. just I'm worried that if that polish isn't there, I'm worried about the polish. You don't like falling through the floor when you're walking? Maybe. That's happened like a hundred times. <laughs> it's the other oblivion. Well, right. so, so also the other thing, I guess this is kind of going back to my Xbox fanboyness. Uh, you know how they said it's coming out for uh, Xbox uh, One, PS4, and PC. Yeah. However, the PC mods will be transferable to Xbox One. So good. And I'm sure that's easy just with the whole Microsoft. That's what it basically is. Yeah, it's also coming to PS4 though. Yeah. Later. The, the mods and everything. Yeah. yeah. So what they're going to basically have to do is reformat those or recode those so that way it works on PS4, where Xbox One will basically be just direct transfer. Do you think that will help merge, you know, PC, you know, PC Master Race uh, and console gamers a lot better? I think it'll give them something to talk about, like as far as the community is concerned. Okay. I don't see people jumping like shit though. 
I mean, because like people who play on PC play on PC, and they have their reasons. You know, it's they, they like the customization, they like everything. I'm more of a console gamer just because I like that. I stick the disc and I know it's gonna work. Yeah. I used to be thinking of PC, and then I get tired of. Oh, I get a new game. Let's install two hours. Let's install drivers and a two-hour update, and then all this stuff. I'm like, do I have enough processing speed? Do I have enough this? And exactly. And then it's like, oh well, I'm missing out based on you know these specs. Fourteen day one patches. There you go. Yeah. And my graphics card lacking, but I have a ton of processing power, so it's running really smooth. You know, textures are good, but I'm getting awful frame rate. So I mean, it's. I will say, my wife is all about playing on console because playing on PC makes her sick. Just controlling the you know the movement with the mouse, she can't do it. I can see that's how Doug feels about Microsoft products. <laughs> <laughs> that's how about Microsoft products. No, it's okay. That's how to, real to, to clarify what Rob said, okay, my I used to like Microsoft in the Xbox days. I was like, oh yes, a third. Here comes, here comes the, uh, the turning point. But, no, there's no, the no, there is a turning point. Um, it was actually working in a game store. Working at Game uh, Game Crazy back in the day, yeah. and when the 360 yeah. came out, it was just every single thing they did was so anti-consumer and just tried to gouge you in every way. You had a $400 system that required a $100 wireless drive, $40 for a play and charge kit just to have rechargeable batteries, and then you and that was just Xbox Live too, and then $50 for Xbox Live. And, and by the way, those batteries. Just we're all for our, yeah. And my, and my biggest issue with Xbox Live is I'm paying fifty dollars a year, and it was a polished service. Don't get me wrong, but it was still host based, so there were no servers running most of the game. So I'm still paying for you or you to host the game. What am I paying for? And that's what kind of and, and it's just that point. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go the Sony route. And then the, the games in that generation just didn't allow me on Xbox. But that's where I started losing it. And then when But again, Xbox like you won, said, now there's a reason that you might pick up the Xbox, is. which is always nice when we yeah. can jump back and forth. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I try to own as many consoles as I can. I mean, Xbox One's the only one I don't have at this point. And it's really not because of Microsoft. It's because of the games. I'm not... I mean, I used to love Halo, but I'm not excited for a new Halo. Gears of War looks awesome, but I'm not excited for a new one. I really want to play Ori and the Blind Forest, though. And uh, is it Cuphead? Cuphead. Is that what it's called? Yes. Cuphead looks awesome. Yeah. And like everybody that comes in here says Ori and the Blind Forest is like the best new old school game ever. Yeah. Like the difficulty. Very there. simple but very hard to play. Like very like the puzzles and everything are challenging enough to make it. Exactly. Uh, and, and they keep it to that old style of, like retro games. It's what we all love about the retro games. But the artistic style is modern and, and beyond exactly. that, so it's great. Corey, yeah. every time that I turn around and Jeremiah is not doing something that I've asked him to do and he's not at work, that is the game that has been on. Every time he's like, Corey. Oh, I love that game. Yeah. Every time, like, every time I talk to him, he's like, oh my god, look at this new skill. Look at this, look at this, look at this. I'm like, I, I get it. There's some genius skills in that game. <laughs> all about it. But then, I mean, Metroidvania games in general are awesome. Guacamelee was one of my games of the year when that came out. Super awesome game. And yeah, Ori, I would not be surprised if that's not one of my top games this year. I can see that. And it looks beautiful. It looks I'm really excited about amazing. the Rare Pack as well. Yes. I, I hope it's good, though. I, don't, I hope it doesn't play like an emulator. I hope it's true to the original games. Yeah. So. I want all the glitches. You want all the glitches? <laughs> well, I, uh, well, I think that's uh, going to be about it for this what? evening. We're here at. Uh, oh, well, I, I do want to say one other oh, thing. Oh, oh, one last so thing. Before, before we all Never go, let Gerald speak. The, the one more thing. thing. The biggest one thing. More time. Yeah, I want to be Steve Jobs one time. Uh, we're all here, and we're here with Nintendo Quest 
own, uh, very only Jay and Rob, and I think that we need to hear a little bit more about this movie, just for the viewers sure, yeah. who have not seen it, and obviously who want to go see it, don't spoil, of course, but at least give us a little synopsis of what it's all about. After and two years, there won't be any spoilers, <laughs> and it'll be nice to finally talk yeah. about it tomorrow. Yes. Oh uh, God, yes. The... Jay, you know, I've been pitching for the last year and a half, but I've been trying to let you do it. So Rob and I grew up together for a long time. Uh, he called me one day, said he wanted to do a collecting doc. Um, he wanted me to be the guy. And I'm like, okay, and he came up with all these rules, game show. So one of my biggest dreams was to want to complete NTSC NES collection. So he's like, cool, let's go. I'll film you going out to get them. You have 30 days to do it. You can't use the internet. You have to use your own money. So I'm like, oh... <laughs> oh, you're all sweating a bit, I'm, and then we had to we had to kind of have some boundaries. So it was you know none of the rental cards, none of the third another unlicensed stuff. We wanted it to be every game that you could find on the shelf, yeah, like retail. when you were of that age when the NES era came out. If you could go in Toys R Us and grab it, that's what I wanted Jay to get. But doing it decades back when you had to doing pull it thirty the, years later, Toys R Us, and then take it up exactly to the, front the cage. And, and that's back the thing. when you had to get out of your house and go do it, go yeah. get a game instead of just Amazon didn't drone delivered back then. But oh, that's man. the hook, man. <laughs> decades later, why are people going after these games decades later? What makes that important? So that's the second half, you know, the second look at the dock, so to speak. While we're following Jay, we dip back and examine what makes the NES so great. Still, thirty years later. And here's a little spoiler. It's a little bit more than nostalgia. We started talking about it a little bit tonight, um, but there's a lot of reasons why that system still resonates, why it's still fondly remembered. And if you look around here at Retro City Games in Nevada, Henderson, Nevada, <laughs> you will see a lot of people that are still in love with, with that system, that library. It, it, there's just something magical and maybe even intangible about it. So come check out Nintendo Quest tomorrow. It's at play at UNLV at 2 p.m. We're going to actually be doing a podcast live via Twitch again. Yeah, so if people have questions for us, please come jump on the stream, ask us questions just in advance of the screening. We're going to have some merch available courtesy of Retro City Games. They'll be selling discs there after the screening. If they want to ask any questions and you're not in the area... Um, What's your Twitter handle? I know they can ask us at Game Source, but what can I ask? Them? They can uh, they can uh, tweet questions to us at the NES Club or at Pyre Productions, P Y R E Productions, or at NES Club J. Uh, we'll have our phones out as we do the podcast tomorrow to see what comes live off the floor, so to speak. Um, it's it's pretty exciting to start from here and have that screening to look forward to tomorrow, guys. So thank you to your game source. Thank you to Retro City Games. Oh, one thank last you guys. time, thank you again to Retro City Games. Thanks a lot for having us, guys. Appreciate it. No, thanks for doing this here, guys. Great. And once again, it's the Game Source podcast. Want to make sure everybody gets a shout out. Game Source at Facebook, please give us a like out there. We truly, truly appreciate it. At Game Source on Twitter, uh, we're the number. Well, actually, Yahoo's probably a little bit bigger, but we're one of the best, (laughs) best uh, as far as articles we've shared. We've shared over forty thousand articles on the gaming world, and we have provided our own input as well. We have podcasts, we have videos, we have articles, reviews. We have a review of their movie it's true. on our site, the world's first posted review on yourgamesource.com. Just click right there on it. You'll see it. You'll see Go to the review. It's right there for you. And you'll know exactly what you're in for when you go see their film. 
uh, once again for Aaron, aka OSU Water Polo. And well done from Retro City Games. Woo! Woo! Jeremiah. Super boring. Step to food. <laughs> and, and the little one. And Chrissy Poo. Killer yeah, yeah, yeah. Sophie. There you go. This is Gerald, a.k.a. Yes, Elvis Lives. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks again for watching or listening. We appreciate it. And it's another beautiful evening in Paradiso. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate it. Do you love games? Breed games and bleed games, then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content, all here at yourgamesource.com.